the Outer Realms with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday night segment of The Outer Realm. We are broadcasting live on the United Public Radio Network, UFO, Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3, 107.7 from beautiful New Orleans. You can also find us on Roku, so please check us out. Also, big thank you to the folks over at Folgers Coffee who have been a part of our journey since the very beginning. We appreciate you so very much, and we couldn't do it without you. Also, big gratitude to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, a.k.a. Justin Snicker, an award-winning composer of Halloween horror, sci-fi, and dark rave electronic music, who is responsible for the intro and outro that you hear here on The Outer Realm. Also, big thank you to Steve McGinnis, who is basically responsible for the artwork of the outer realm. So we thank him as well. So tonight we welcome for the very first time author Mary Joyce, and she's going to be discussing her book, Spy in the Sky. Uh, and this essentially talks about secrets and cover-ups that she's been discovering using Google Earth. It's a really big thing. Um, this stuff is happening all over the place, and people are finding some really amazing things. And what I find interesting is that you go back to find it, and it's like, looks like somebody who's got access to being able to mess with Google Earth also realizes that this has become a thing. So anyway, welcome everybody. Chat room is lining up. You all know where to go uh, to interact with ourselves and with Mary. Amelia, hello. Hello, how are you? How are you? I'm, I'm sleepy, good. but I'm good. I'm looking forward to the show because I'm so excited to hear her stories. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, it seems just there's something new. I, mean, I won't say it's something new. I think people have been doing this for a while. And it's interesting what people are finding. I personally love this stuff. I get on there. I just, you know, I just don't have the patience anymore to sit there and <laughs> just to yeah. check it all out. So it's great because Mary will do it all. And then we can just go over and talk to her and let her do all the hard work. Yeah. Which is Canada. wonderful because she's good at it. She's really good. Um, Canada is kind of in a testing spot with Google. So I suggest that when it asks you where you're from, you don't tell them you're from Canada because they, they send you to another site right now. Oh, send you really? to a different spot. It happened to me yesterday. Ooh. So I highly recommend that if you're living in Canada and it says, what country are you searching from? You put uh, USA. Or you just Because <laughs> if they're asking, that means they idea. can't read your IEP. <laughs> yeah. Pardon? Well, I don't, I have everything turned off on Google. Right. I posted that video. I right. have everything turned off. So there's no tracking. So it does ask questions now. Oh, well, of but, course, um, of course. Yeah, yeah, I was getting sick right. and tired of looking something up and then seeing the ad for it right. on social media. I was getting tired of it. And um, I saw right. a video where it shows you how to turn everything off, including my history on YouTube. Ooh, I want in. <laughs> 
Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I want to in some of that. It was amazing. <laughs> I didn't know that you could do that. I, too, did not know that. No. Nope. Well, without further ado, are we ready to bring our guest on? Uh, yes, I oh, have right. her bio ready. And I, when something's perfect, okay. you don't fix it. Okay, you go ahead and I will bring her on. She's in the green room waiting. Okay, thank you. Mary Joyce has worked for two major metropolitan newspapers, the Orlando Sentinel in Florida as an artist and columnist, and the Oakland Press in Michigan as a Sunday magazine editor and then feature editor. On the side, she's written magazine articles and books. Since 2008, she has been the main researcher and editor for the Sky Ships Over Cashiers website, which features a wide variety of cutting edge topics from UFOs to secret underground bases, from Bigfoot to Cherokee little people. Mary has gone, this is so cool, okay? From reporting, and if I could just get my thing up, Mary has gone from investigating mob stories in Detroit to interviewing people with the highest top secret clearances about clandestine government activities. Whoa, it all wow. sounds like, like this is an exciting show. All right, yes. here we go. Hello. Yes. Hi. <laughs> oh, can't you? Uh, we we can't we can't hear you. Microphone. It's my fault. That it's okay. We do it all the time. I know. Don't worry about it. What I was trying to say is I think the three of us could go off in a whole different direction uh, every day for a while. Oh, I think so. Or we'll just have to just do this again a couple of times. That works for me. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here tonight. This is such an interesting topic and so current. It's just incredible. I can't wait to hear all your stories. I should begin by saying that the book is like a picture book for adults. Oh. There are photos on every page but three. And oh, what yeah. I've done, I, it isn't totally uh, using Google Earth, but I have used Google Earth as a detective tool. And mm -hmm. I've searched Mars and I've searched the moon. I've searched the bottom of the ocean. I've searched uh, Antarctica, uh, around the, the sun in deep space, doing all sorts of things. And I have found things that I have never seen anywhere else. And once I realized that all this work I had done for the website, skyshipsovercashers.com, hadn't been presented anywhere else but this website, I thought, I have got to put this into a book. And that's how the book um, came to be. I'm ordering wow, that that's... like as soon as we're done. I, yeah, the bottom yeah. of the ocean? <laughs> Listen, I, the thing, all right. I don't get credit for the very first find down there. Somebody else found this giant ancient ruin off of Malibu, California, and it's huge. There's these huge pillars that are hundreds yeah. of feet tall. You probably have heard about it. I think mm -hmm. the news broke yeah, on the yeah. 14th. Yeah. Well, my logic was, if that's there, it can't be the only thing. So yeah, I spent exactly. a lot of time searching the coast all the way from Alaska to Baja, and found incredible things. The one that impressed me the most was something that looks like a runway. And in the book, I have a picture of it. And then I have a picture of a contemporary airport. And the design of the runways is almost identical. You're kidding. Wow, interesting. So it's a, it's a very convincing airstrip. Right. The significant difference is, and this gives you much to think about, is the longest airport runway in the world is just slightly longer than three miles. This thing is 89 miles long. That's like 
That's, that's craziness. Insane. Everything that's that has been found um, along, you know, the the, mm. the western coast of uh, North America right. um, is is humongous, and this to me opens up the possibility of. Uh, the land of Lemuria or Mew or Pan, they're all the same thing. Yes. But it, it's about yes. a legendary land that sank mm. the ocean. Well, this kind of gives you evidence that there really was something that did exist, which is now underwater. And th the size of these things, like the airport, just makes you wonder what kind of beings inhabited that magical land. That's absolutely and, correct. And I, I did do some research with a gal who is a uh, archaeologist, anthropologist, and she um, had found all sorts of things in the Micronesian islands. And I learned that uh, they had actually found a, a ten-foot-tall uh, skeleton in one of the Micronesian islands. Yes. So there's a ten-foot guy. We've got an eighty-nine-foot-long runway. Uh, mm -hmm. We've got pillars that are hundreds of feet tall, holding up a very heavy stone roof. And right. you know, something quite different once existed in our ocean. I need to connect you up with um, with Heather Arnold, who was on the show a week or so, two weeks ago, because she's researching all of this in Aruba and throughout the Americas. And I'm, everything you're saying, I'm thinking, you two need to talk. <laughs> I know. And the other thing, since we're starting here on Earth, is that the the remnants that I found in the Atlantic are totally yeah. different than the ones in the Pacific. So they were different cultures, different people. Um, you find the pyramids at the bottom of the ocean in yes. uh, the Atlantic. Yes. There are no pyramid, uh, pyramid structures that I have found in the Pacific. They're all these humongous stone type structures and they're, mm -hmm. uh, they're very, very different. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating stuff. Um, I know researching, you know, everybody keeps looking for Atlantis and they think now off the coast of the Azores, they found a huge pyramid. It's so big that they're thinking this is it. And I'm thinking, maybe. Well, <laughs> it could be. I was um, doing, well, let me go back a little bit. I used to live in, on Cocoa Beach and one day or evening I was with a nice friend. beach. Yes, yes. And anyhow, I was at the pier with a friend and we got into a conversation with a couple who were divers and they were still on a high because they had been diving off the coast of Vero Beach, Florida, and they mm -hmm. had found the, the peak of a pyramid. Well, that was the first that I had ever heard of something like that. And mm -hmm. over time, I learned that uh, the bottom of the Atlantic is very sandy. So when there's a big storm, the sands shift. And the, the treasure hunters will go out after storms because they're most likely to find relics at that point. But also these pyramidal structures, you know, are found. Again, using Google Earth, I found two pyramids south of um, Paradise Island. And here is one example of the cover-ups that I also include in the book. And once I posted that on the website, it's like somebody took a photographic strip, almost like a Band-Aid, and put it right on top of where those two pyramids were. So I have photos before and after they tried to hide. Oh, that's craziness. You're that's quicker crazy. than they are. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> watching what everybody's doing. I should tell you and your, your listeners and, and watchers that there is a print screen key on your computer keyboard. And if you find something interesting, hit hit that and save it. Because if you find something really hot and unusual that they quote don't want you to know about, it might quickly disappear. And I've had that I've had these things happen on Mars, 
uh, in Antarctica and mm -hmm. in oh, the Atlantic. Wow. Yeah, they can no longer say that that an ocean is so vast that we can't explore it. That's right. that's out the window now. Right. That's true. That's true. Wow. Wow. So well, since we started, since we started with the Earth instead of Mars or the Moon or someplace out there, uh, let me give you something else that I got really excited about. Um, and I don't get credit for the original find. There's a gal who, at a very young age, had a stroke, and so she was um, uh, stuck in bed, and she began to do different things using Google Earth as a search tool, and she found the remains of um, an ancient city appearing in the melting ice in Antarctica. Mm. And you can see the, wild, the, the, the wall structures, you know, and the yes. complex of the structures. And that really got me going. So I started searching. Between the two of us, we found five ancient cities emerging from the ice in Antarctica, which is melting very quickly. This is what makes it exciting. According to most scientists, that continent's been covered in ice for about 34 million years that means these are the oldest wow. structures in the world. And people think about the Great Pyramid as being old. It's not even 5,000 years old. Compare yes, that to 34 right. million. And that's again, right. this is one of these things where you can still, if you go and do the search, you can still find the things that I show in the book, but you can see that they have blurred it. So that mm -hmm. if you didn't see what I originally found, you wouldn't know it was there. So for some reason, they don't want us to know about that either. Oh, I'm sure there's lots Antarctica of reasons they don't want us to know. <laughs> yeah, Antarctica is a segment all of its own. It's just such a mystery. It's hard well, not to be curious, right? It's so because, under guard. I think that's yeah. what makes us even more curious is why is it the only country or continent, shall I say, not country, why is it the only continent that is regulated? Why well, we're just not allowed to go there without uh, special permission. And what are certain, you can go to some things, but there's certain areas where it's no fly zones, there's no, right. you know, nothing. Yeah. So it's yeah. very, it can be very restrictive. Right. Uh, wow. The weather alone would probably keep me from being a vast explorer. But right. um, other than that, it's quite interesting. And another cover-up happened down there. I found two entrances into Mars. And the largest one, uh, was about 300 feet across and about 100 feet tall. Mm. And, you know, any of our airplanes could just fly into it with ease. Well, after I posted that on the website, again, boom, then within a day or two, it looked like somebody took a bottle of black ink, poured mm. it all over that entranceway. But they did this in steps. The first thing was just blob it with black. So it didn't, you couldn't find it anymore. And then I zoomed back like this so I could see both entrances at the same time. And very briefly, one was labeled hollow earth entrance one, <clears throat> hollow earth entrance two. Jeez. That didn't last long. It ended up being turned into a sheet of ice. Like there's nothing there at all. Right. And in my opinion, that is an active entrance. Otherwise they wouldn't be so interested in covering it up. Oh, that's really interesting. And of course, they're going to be watching you now because <laughs> the secret's out there with the book, I think, Mary. <laughs> you know? so well, think they obviously were following me before that, or I wouldn't have all these before and after pictures. Can exactly. we find the Malaysia plane? <clears throat> have the, find the what? The plane that went down in Malaysia? I, no. I haven't searched for that. That's a good question. Can you imagine? They said that it went down. So if it went down, you should be able to see it. 
This is a really apparently alleged deep part of the ocean. They figure they know where it is. If it gets from. real deep in the ocean, then you cannot see it. Like yeah, all of these ancient things in the Pacific are right. almost like on a coastal shelf. Yeah. But it's still under the water. Right. I'm just curious because I still right. think there's so much more to that. Mm. I was curious as of it too, but I don't yeah. know how to explore that one. Right. right. <sighs> well, you did send some pictures. I figure as we, as we'll, we'll you know, towards uh, maybe, you know, somewhere in the last hour, we'll pick them up. And because I think you have them, sample pictures that you have. In I your did book. Yes. Uh -huh. yes. So we're going to actually show all of that in a little while. So you hang in there, people. I love You're going like to get that. some show and tell. I love pictures. <laughs> I love show and tell. I know. Well, I, people love there. I, will, I will hold this up. Absolutely. Oh, please do. What there a beautiful go. cover. That's a nice big book. That's a gorgeous cover. That's a coffee table book. That uh, starts is. a conversation. That beautiful and all the, all the books that I've done are this size. Well, that's not true. But I've done five books this size. And they are, you know, you can leave them out in the coffee table if you want to generate some conversation with people. So I've done one on Bigfoot and one on Cherokee Little People, yeah. one on oh. underground bases. I see and, more shows in the future. So, um, yeah, I was watching. I was watching you this afternoon on other shows, and I I didn't know about the little Cherokee people, and I watched the whole show. Oh, I'm really? like, wow! <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fascinating. Oh. This uh, this is a wonderful example of how you don't know everything at one time. The mm -hmm. title of that book, if I were to write it now, would have a different title. But the title is Cherokee Little People Were Real. What happened when that book came out is some of the Cherokee people and some of the people who were very reluctant to come forward found out I wasn't going to laugh at them. And I began to find out that there are still some little people living here in the remote areas of the mountains of Western North Carolina. Oh, my word, really? And one wow. time they even got a photo. And it was years after I originally wrote the book. And um, wow. actually, that might be a story you two might be interested in. Uh, there's a couple that live like two mountain ridges away from me. Mm -hmm. And they live um, on a gravel road, single lane, and they have a webcam uh, by their entranceway. And a bird mm -hmm. triggered it. And then off in the background, you can see kind of a little figure. And the two of them, the husband and wife, debated between themselves, is that a spirit or is that real? And they finally decided to let me see it. And I did an experiment and I took um, anything that's alive. If you increase the contrast, anything that's alive goes to magenta. Hmm. If it's a ghost, it stays white. So I oh. took some confirmed ghost pictures and there's one where there is a ghost crawling on the floor with a very alive little child, like it's playing with a child. When I turned up the contrast, the little child went to magenta and the ghost stayed white. Well, when we did this with the little figure in the woods, it went to magenta, which means it wasn't a spirit. It was a, a, a little creature. And this was um, in August when it was really hot and mm -hmm. it looked like it was wearing little or no clothes, but it had the straight um, uh, black hair. Oh. And the couple uh, went measured it by uh, the height by a tree and they figured it was about three three and a half feet tall it and was that's me. What I, 
<laughs> and that's what I consistently hear with the little people, is the Cherokee little people, is they're about three, three and a half feet tall. Wow. Yeah, we have stories like that in northern Canada as well, um, little really? people. Yeah, in northern regions, um, you know, the different provinces, Ontario, British Columbia, places like that, but very remote. And it's wow. always near indigenous communities. Yes. It's a very big part of their culture. Yeah. So it's, it's, I, I just find it so interesting. There's just so much that we don't know about. It's a big planet. There's so many places to disappear. We have dense forests, large cave systems, deep oceans. We have lakes that are, you know, that the people have not been able to, even with sonar, figure out how deep some of the lakes are. You expect that in an ocean. You don't necessarily expect that in, in a freshwater lake and outside the Great Lakes. Um, there's all kinds of places to hide and you just never know. What I find interesting is, you know, a lot of people look to the stars when they're thinking about extraterrestrials, you know, or Mars, the moon, things like that. But I think so many of it, you know, maybe you agree, maybe you don't, but I'm interested in your opinion. How many are actually here? when you talk about entrances into Middle Earth, ancient civilizations, you know, there's so many depictions, because I believe the ancients immolated everything, whether it went, you know, if they saw it, they drew it, petroglyphs everywhere. Um, you know, you look at some of the structures, you know, you see visually, you look into, you know, again, some of, some of the tombs in Egypt, you know, you go to King Seti's tomb and you see a helicopter. You see things that, you know, graze and, and you're like, you know, there, there's, they found a mummy, which was like treated like a pharaoh. And it was a tall gray, I mean, big, the eyes, it's like right there, you can touch this thing. Wow. So what are we just not seeing? Or are we just not looking? Or, you know, the Hopi spoke of them coming from underground, you know, like bant people, big eyes. Well, the Cherokee little people, uh, they, they originally were called the moon people by the Cherokee because... Oh, really? The Cherokee originated from like the Great Lakes and migrated here to the mountains, Appalachian Mountains. Right. And when they arrived, they found these little gardens, but no people. And eventually they saw these little people come out from the ground at night to harvest their gardens and then go back into their caves. And wow. um, anyhow, uh, they became the moon people because they came out at night. Right. Oh, yeah. so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so interesting. So tell me, what made you decide that you were going to start studying all of these anomalies um, with Google Earth? Did you, you know, we don't just pick up or they go, hmm, that's a good idea. Like, were you, know, were you just starting to see a lot of it thinking, oh, I could do better? <laughs> you know, um, I started out doing individual stories for the website just because right. I get bored easily. So right, right. looking for new material, new, you know, new, yeah. new things. Right. And uh, after a while I realized I had a whole lot of stuff that I wasn't seeing anywhere else. And that's when it began to evolve into a book. I didn't start out right. to do that. In right. fact, none of the books that I've done did I start out with the idea I'm gonna do a book. I just suddenly had a whole pile of stuff that nobody else had. And I'm going, I got to get this out there at least to a few people. Right, right. So what are some of the most interesting things that you found? I mean, we can, we don't have to stick to the planet. I mean, you can go to Mars and go to the moon. There's a lot of controversy when it comes to, let's say, both Mars and the moon. Some people believe we never made it to the moon, that it was a cover-up. Other people think, no, oh, that's crazy. You know, other 
Same with Mars. No, Mars is a dead planet. Nobody could exist on it. The core is just dead, you know. Okay, okay. I'm going to, a couple of things. I've, uh, I have found enough evidence using Google Earth searching Mars that I absolutely am convinced that not only was there an ancient civilization there, but there is contemporary activity going on right now. Right. But before I even touch on that, I want to, I want to quote a man. Uh, his name is Hayam Ashid, and he was the uh, security space program director uh, in Israel for nearly 30 years. Right. And in December of 2020, he decided he was going to go public with what he knew. And he made a, you know, he has a statement that he put out in the Jerusalem Post, which mm -hmm. is a well-respected newspaper. And I'm just going to read two short things. Oh, uh, uh, of course, yeah. Um, one, and this is a quote, there's an agreement between the U.S. government and the aliens. They signed a contract with us to do experiments here. They, too, are researching and trying to understand the whole fabric of the universe, and they want us as helpers. That's one. And then one more sentence. There's an underground base in the depths of Mars where the alien representatives are and also our American astronauts. That's coming from a man with wonderful credentials. And so I've included his entire statement, which is not real long, but the right, entire right. statement in the book. And right after that, I... <laughs> show pictures of one of the discoveries on Mars that I found really exciting. And I only found it because they started thinking a little differently. Normally when I use Google Earth, um, and I think most people do this, you go from right to left or left to right. And one right. day I thought, you know, let's go from pole to pole. When I did that, I found 27 entrances going into Mars that are square cut, very contemporary looking uh, entrances. And they're all in a line spread out over 16 miles. Hmm. And they're big. In round figures, they range from 400 feet wide to over 1,000 feet wide. And they look identical, except when you zero in, and the trim around the entranceways will vary from one to the other. But if I, I had found entrances before, but if I hadn't done the polar cert, I never would have discovered that there was a whole line of them. And I thought that was pretty incredible. That's fascinating. Do you think that this, is it possible that this was just an ancient I don't think it's ancient at all. I don't think it's okay. ancient at all. Okay, because really some people figured, you know, that's people, they ran into trouble and ended up, some people believe here. Like, there's a lot of things floating around about that. So I, I it's interested in your opinion. I've kind of gone beyond the idea of believing now after finding a lot of this evidence firsthand. Um, a bunch of years ago, I was cruising the northern hemisphere of uh, Mars, and I found what looks to be like, a, I call it a habitat that looks contemporary. Right. I've seen illustrations of them uh, done by artists here on our planet, mm -hmm. um, and it's about 700 feet in length. I'm not sure on the years, but I think it was like five years later, I'm cruising the southern hemisphere, and I find one that has the same structure only it's almost exactly 10 times bigger. It's about 7,000 feet in length. And these are not ancient structures. I've found ancient structures, but these look very contemporary. So I, that's one of the reasons I include, include uh, Hyman Ashid's statement, because he has really good credentials. And mm -hmm. I start with that, and then I show you visual evidence that mm -hmm. supports what the man is saying. That is exciting.
<laughs> it is. It's exciting. I mean, yeah. I was excited to get this information out, and I really hope a lot more people. Um, I really hope they get the book. I've never really felt. Oh, like I'm getting it. About I'm getting it the book. Yeah, I, I can't <laughs> wait to see everything in it. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to discuss it with people. To be honest, yeah, yeah, and you and know. I have the coordinates for everything I found, so you can go and use Google Earth yourself and find right. things for yourself. I, I wow. I'm so tired of people who do photoshopping uh, reality. And uh, so this helps give credibility to the things that I found. Oh, it absolutely does. Oh, um, I can't wait. Oh, and the, you might also be interested that I have found um, um, UFOs on the planet. Oh, one, absolutely. One of them <laughs> is a, a round UFO that has like a hub in the middle of yeah. it. Yeah, and it's there. like parked on the planet because you can see the shadow. And I'm bad on statistics. It seems like that one's about... Uh, three and a half miles across i believe i've got that right it's in the book, in the, whatever's in the book is right whatever right. comes out of my mouth right now might be wrong right. um, but that's pretty good size that's, that's a, that's a small city <laughs> small town and then we found I've, I've got two more in the book uh where there are ufos that have crashed into the soil and mm -hmm. uh, one of those measures about 400 feet in diameter and the skid mark is uh 4400 feet in length Wow, that's right. so it went that's like this. You can see where it plowed right into the, the soil or surface of Mars. In your opinion, do you? I mean, the saucer is there, right? And you found it. Um, I mean, they just they don't want people to see that. Why would they just leave that there to be found? Do they are they aware? I are they checked it since the book came out? I don't know if you can oh, still that's a curiosity. I really don't know. I, but I sure just. Yeah, government military would never leave something like that just laying around, you know, um, crash sites. I mean, you just very seldomly would you be fortunate enough to find something like that. And yet here it is, a 4,400-foot you know, skid mark is not something that's easy to hide. And, and that's a great thing about Google Earth also. There's a measuring tool. So you can measure things in feet or miles or inches or whatever dimension, right, right. You know, whatever you want to use. Oh and so um, right. it gives dimension to these things. Yeah. yeah. Here I was so proud that I could Google Earth my parents' village in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> and now you I feel there. so full of giants. unaccomplished and worthless <laughs> right now. <laughs> Italy's full of giants, Amelia. Now you've got a task. <laughs> Can't miss um, those I still you know. have to go over Sardinia. It's not yeah. far off, but yeah. Sardinia for sure. <laughs> Seriously, that is. I was just like so excited because I could do that, but I never thought you could take it and look at another planet. I didn't know that at all. Well, there's only you can only um, explore Mars, the Moon, and the Earth. Those right, are the yeah. only ones that still, right. That's, that's You'll have a second book with all the other ones if they ever make that available. Um, right. But. Um, I also explored the moon. I did not expect to find anything because they've been covering up activities on the moon for yes. decades, absolutely yeah. decades. Yes. So I thought this is going to be futile. But I did find, much to my surprise, a white pyramid. Um, oh, it's over, um, let's see, what is it? Oh, I think it's 328 feet on each side. I believe I've got that right. Mm -hmm. And surprisingly, it's on the side of the moon that faces Earth. I was shocked to find that. I can't imagine what's on the other side, on the darker side. Well, that's where they really have covered things up. 
Yeah. Well, so there's a reason why we supposedly didn't go back, right? Right. Uh, yeah. And it's because we weren't exactly wanted there. Yeah. No, exactly. There's a, there's a wonderful woman who I think she died about a year ago. And her name was uh, Donna Hare. And I do uh, um, quote her in the book. And she worked for NASA and she um, went public back in 1995 when there were no podcasts. I mean, mm -hmm. she did it on a radio station in Washington, D.C., and she talked about uh, how NASA airbrushes away these things that they found, find on the backside of the moon. Mm -hmm. And um, she's very, she was very credible. And uh, um, I did find a transcript of that old radio show from 1995, and I have that in the book. And I've highlighted some of the key words that really caught my attention. Um, so... Anyhow, back then, back in 1995, she That's was saying that uh, they were airbrushing thousands of pictures out of it. And one of her stories um, kind of had a chilling effect on me. Um, she had another office that wasn't at NASA, it was somewhere else. And one of the men from NASA came in and they were talking and he had a big gash on his head. I don't know where the gash was, so I shouldn't be pointing. Okay. Um, and she, of course, asked him about it. And he had been... Um, requested to guard and burn these photos of UFOs and things from the backside of the moon. And he stopped and started looking at these photos instead of just burning them. And a guard who was guarding him whacked him over the head with a rifle butt. And uh, that's why he had a gash in his head. So they're, um, they've destroyed a lot of uh, evidence. I do well, have I do have a slide um, from NASA that's in the uh, in the book, uh, and it um, you can actually see bad airbrushing, and it's labeled. I, I don't have the words in front of me right now, but yeah. it's labeled uh, two uh, moon towers that have been uh, where they've used um, tampering devices or tempering advice, uh, devices, mm -hmm. but it's clearly airbrushed. But you can still see the shape of it, and. Right. Uh, those are so they did a bad job, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think anybody would look that close. Right. Yeah, see, when I see things like that, I want to know more. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. And if we ever lose our curiosity, which I'm afraid so many, so many people in, in uh, advanced civilizations are getting so preoccupied with watching themselves with their little camera and mm -hmm. taking pictures of them, being self-absorbed all the time. Mm -hmm. that, we're killing our natural curiosity. We're yeah. killing that exploratory. That's um, this thing. As great as it can killing be. Everything. It's a wonderful it's killing everything. Wonderful family. And it is also a very debilitating tool. Exactly. Exactly. Technology can be a wonderful thing, but if it's designed to dumb you up, <laughs> that's not that's not good either. Because I mean, realistically, Google Earth, this is how you do it. Right, but you know, it's. I think it's a lot of the, the simpler things like, what spirit animal are you? <laughs> well, let me do this first. <laughs> right, and it's, <laughs> and it's a bunch of silliness, and yeah. we're we're gonna just kind of tumble back into the dark ages if we don't yeah. start using our brains again and being <sighs> curious again. We're yes. we're going backwards on so many different levels, society, yeah, everything right now. It's just crazy. Without a doubt. Without a right. doubt. Yeah, like right. I feel sorry for all the, you know, the feminists of of the uh, '70s and and what's happening. But that's another. 
<laughs> it's no, just no. everything is being is being broken down, everything that was put in place. I mean, people don't even vote now. And it's like, wow, you know, a lot of people died to make sure you could. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyways. And mm-hmm. hopefully with programs like yours, you'll maybe get nudge a few people to um, become a little bit more involved in our listeners are phenomenal. I mean, yeah, we have millions of people listen to us every night from all over the world. And some of the countries that we see on the servers, you know, we have countries like China and Russia with large amounts of people. Our That's network is, I'm amazed at that. Our, so our <laughs> is one of very few um, who are allowed to be well, how come? to well, how, how come you think you're able to get through? Uh, that the, the the producer knows. I mean, he this this there's been some stuff that's questionable, and then he hears about it. Like they'll he will be notified. I'm probably limited to the amount of or what type of of programming you know. Well, they is, love the is paranormal. Yeah, yeah, they, we, they we the yeah, we see the service. It tells you which country. It's wow. very interesting. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, that's what I said. I find everything fascinating when it's very obscure you know but we have a really large uh international listenership and from all different parts of the world and um Mm -hmm. we see people that will tune in in chat rooms sometimes you know they'll come in because we have you know seven seven chat rooms so every now and then you get somebody that will blurt out a story and you're just like what (laughs) we've had people in chat come on the show i said you need to come on our show because they're just they're just going crazy in the chat room and i'm just like I we need to know more about what's going on over here yeah make well, it easier on us <laughs> oh yes yes Did you say check like in czech republic or am i misunderstanding no no chat room the oh, chat, chat room. room the chat room yeah, yeah people I, I, I just listening yeah, and paying attention to the show come I on to czechoslovakia go ask me why no no it's okay i understand <laughs> i understand how yes, you heard yes. that no, but it's it's just people from all walks of life that come in here, and then every now and then you just get these 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 stories that just start materializing in the chat room, mm-hmm. and it was like you need to write us. <laughs> I need to know more about this. It's fascinating, and this is where they share it. Sometimes on chat, sometimes like no, I don't really want to be on the show, but here's my story, and feel free to use it. Right. So. Yeah, it's, it's it's fantastic. You know, I just I love that that the show has become a platform. Tamara's one of our regulars. <laughs> so we call her our third host. Hi, Tamara. Yes. She so. uh, she writes they have airbrushed or blacked out a lot of stuff, including Antarctica as well. She yeah. she joined in a little late, but we're glad you're here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you have amazing guests when they say, "I'm sorry, I'm late." <laughs> that, that means, you know, especially the the chat room, the listeners, they're just like they're not going to miss you. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. So, what what is your thoughts then on the moon landing? Dare I ask? On on what? The moon landing. The moon landing. Yeah. What's your thoughts on that? Did we do it? Didn't we do it? I, I absolutely believe we did it. You do? Yeah. Yeah. When I lived on Cocoa Beach, I was near Patrick Air Force Base and the Kennedy Space Center. Got to meet uh, um, one of the astronauts and a number of people who worked at NASA. Um, One of the great connections that I was able to make was I met Clark McClellan. He was trained as an astronaut and he also was um, a command. uh, He worked at Mission Control. So Mm -hmm. he, he was both an engineer and an astronaut. So if things went wrong out in space, he could often correct things from mission control. All right. That's what his main right. job was. And um, 
he was monitoring the, the, the monitors on one of the, um, I don't even know which one it is now, but he saw a very tall ET Ooh. with two of our American astronauts in the open bay of the shuttle. And he was very excited about it. And he felt like the public needed to, had the right to know more than they were being allowed to know. Right. He talked too much and he ended up losing his job and being right. blackballed for other jobs, you know, and, right. uh, of course. you know, it, it was, he, he was really destroyed for simply trying to bring the truth out to, pub, to, to the public. Um, but I think that's very significant. And one other time, one of the cameras inside the uh, space station um, caught a, a, a large ET in there with the astronauts inside. And that would be difficult for somebody that tall to get in who's eight or nine feet tall because mm -hmm. those facilities are built for people that don't go past six feet. Right. So right. He, had, he had seen both of those. I think they've seen many things. There are interviews, even with some of the Apollo astronauts, and you know where they make it back from their mission, and they're sitting there, and you can see they're being asked questions, and they just look so defeated because right. you know they just can't say everything. Right. And in later years, of course, they came out with formal full disclosures, you know, just before you know their their passings or as they were long retired. They've been threatened. They've been threatened with everything, yeah. and oftentimes their families too. That's and right. They have good reasons to not want to talk. Absolutely. Even I think you, all of them wanted to. You could just see how defeated they looked during that interview. You know, some of them weren't even looking at the cameras. They were just like, oh. you know, it was, it's sad because you, you just know. Right. You just Can you know. imagine how do they live with all of that? You know, it's got to be tough. Mm. It's, I would think it would be. Yeah. It, it would, would be hard, hard to keep that in, right? Me. Obviously, mm -hmm. I don't keep my mouth shut. There's just too many things. Well, that are I, for one, I, for mm -hmm. one, am darn glad that you don't because now I've got a lot of books to buy. I'm excited. <laughs> you're, right. you're very kind. Thank you. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? I've been waiting for this when Michelle told me that you were on tonight and the one she first booked you. I'm like, she's talking about what? Nah, <laughs> I know. Like, it's God. interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's completely obscure. This is something that a lot of, of, of people actually research, you know, Um this I find interesting, though, what Tamara is oh, saying. Tamara says the ham radio guys caught the conversation between NASA and Apollo astronauts when it was blacked out by NASA to live feed TV. That's yeah. true. That's true. But we're going way back now. Wow. Right. I believe in the moon landing. Oh, I don't I've always that. believed it. Yeah. I don't doubt it for a minute. No. Right. Uh, so, I like what Zach says. <laughs> but... Um, he writes, we did go to the moon, but with all the technology advancements, we have made it in the past 54 years. It right. makes me wonder why we haven't gone back. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because there's aliens who've been very active on the backside of the moon and mm -hmm. they didn't want us messing things up. Uh, right. And what if other countries are going? We don't right. know. Maybe Russia's there and we don't know. Um. Yeah, I can't see the other side. They can take Putin up there if they like. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. I could put a few people so, on that shuttle. Yeah, see, there's a few people on that shuttle. I'd love take to. a few from our country, too. I know. Yeah. I know, I know. But, um, you know, it's oftentimes, and I'm, I know it's with your show also, that there will be somebody who 
is watching who really gives you a a clue to what what's the next next project going to be and um back this is a long time ago back in 2013 i was contacted by a man from the netherlands and he had been taking nasa photos and he did what he called dusting and cleaning in other words he'd Mm -hmm. get rid of the interference of these uh uf the giant ufos that are sometimes Mm -hmm. seen around the sun and then Mm -hmm. he would zoom in and the detail is just incredible. Yeah. And um, every single one of these that, and I include that, I include them in the book, um, they're UFOs that are bigger than our largest planet, which is Jupiter. We're talking oh, see, something. That, that's huge. like, is that a mothership or is that just like a floating oh, city? I think that is like a moving city. I mean, yes. a cruise ship yeah. checking out our galaxy. Um, right. I mean, these are, sizes we can't imagine and there and some of the shapes are really different there's one it looks like an extension rod it goes out like this but it has the intricacy of like when you look at a flute or you look at a right, right. some kind of musical metal instrument and right. you can see the detail well the detail shows up mm-hmm. and this extends longer than the width of or the diameter of the sun the sun is like 300 and no, 860 something thousand miles across right, and right. it's longer than that what is mm-hmm. going on out there i, I wonder if just in, they're coming from a different galaxy oh, without oh, so there's there's a wide belief that the sun is a portal and, or and, i mean some of these crafts have been captured by satellites you know some of our satellites up there are the space station um taking is it plasma taking some Something from the sun. You, you just see this long there's, line there's of fire. One that was a round rain. ball, and it had yeah. like a yeah. billow cord connected cord. to yes. um, the sun, and yes. it stayed there for I believe it was eighty hours. My opinion see? was it was getting energy from the sun to yes. fuel itself. Now yes. whether it's a portal, we're into a whole different subject there. Well, um, yeah, may, I mean, it could be a refueling station. It could be, it's yeah. But yeah, there's been, I think, reports. Why I say, you know, we've we've had people um, who've been on the show, um, who've done research, and it's believed of that because some of these things have been seen coming out of the sun, like out of it. So you're thinking, well, what are they hiding in it? I, I mean, boy, you would have to, you know, to take yeah, that. I wouldn't get energy. It's like on that. It could yeah. have just been really close in the brilliance of the sun, Maybe, and you don't yeah, see it until it yeah. starts to get further away anything uh, it could be a portal i don't know i will not make a, a conclusion on that gotta keep no. up on that one i yeah. learned that for the first time today because i watched you on a show talk about it <laughs> I, I really really watched you a lot today yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about what i i heard you speak of the the fueling and the umbilical cord and the, oh, okay. the or the in the sun yes yes yeah yeah and that a tour of you on youtube that one did get on the internet a lot. I, I wasn't the original one to find that one, but I I've never heard well it worth, until you. Yeah, it's well worth talking about. I think right. so. It's very interesting because it's so hot and you can't get that close, but yet something is that close, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It, it just has to make you wonder what, where is it coming from, and and what is it made of? Well, where are they coming from? There's some people believe that they're. UFOs, extraterrestrials, actually aren't flying right now. Makes you wonder, are they ours? Uh, these hu- huge things around our sun, they're not ours. I, we're incapable of doing what those things 
Right. right. And um, this man from the Netherlands, his first name is Mart, and he and I named uh, two of these uh, mother UFOs um, the Isis Hotel and the Phoenix Hotel. Oh they gosh. both have like a wing shape to them, but oh. they look like giant cruise ships because you can see, I don't know. Those lights. Yeah, little, you can see the segments where people might live. Right. And I just think they're out there cruising the galaxies. Well, here's something else to add to that. Um, somebody sent me, a friend of mine sent me, you know, everything's TikTok now and Reels and, and there was a young lady on there who had taken a photograph. Uh, I think it was Adriana sent it to me, or maybe, maybe it was you. Um, think where they thought, because of the shape of a cloud, that UFOs tend to travel within some of the clouds. We've seen some obscure things out this way. But she explained that there was something you could do with your camera or your computer where you can filter through and she saw one captured a photo did this technique and all of a sudden within the cloud you could see exactly what you're describing now because you saying that brought this to mind it just looked like it almost looks like a, like a pixelated digital sort of blocks you know but they're different levels and then they had like little window type things and other people then started posting these same sort of pictures and you can clearly see there's something in there. Right. And, and it sounds a bit like what you're describing with the whole, you know, the levels or whatever it is, the squares, whatever it is that, that um, they were seeing. It's, it's, that's interesting. They find, they definitely find ways. Let's put it that way. Um, okay. Oh, here's this one here. Have you been able to see this guy? <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's the Black Knight. Yes, I'm very, it's been around, I don't know when the, it was first discovered. I'm, we're talking decades. Right. And it, it, it flies, I believe, a, a polar uh, satellite pattern rather than around uh, the equator like. Right. And therefore, people don't catch it as frequently. It has a very unique shape to it. Um, yes. And, uh, and they don't know where it comes from. No, they don't. But that's but, and I don't know. I don't think nobody's been able to give me information about how long that has been in our atmosphere. Right. But apparently, it's been quite some time. And they don't um, really know if it's active or not either, do they? Because it just seems to be floating. But it it does have this orbit. Oh, okay. So there's something with it then. That's that again. That thing. I've done other shows on that one. Joe and I have done that on, on the gray zone. We've actually talked about that. It's just, there's so much about that thing that you could you could kill an hour just talking about everything. This is impress it's impressive. It really is to think it's been there and nobody knows anything about it at all. So, oh, well, if they do, they are not talking. I agree. Oh, Tamara writes, there are reports of black nights on other planets in our solar system. Oh. Really, that's interesting now. I did know. not know that. Look at that, Tamara. <laughs> Way to go. I know, I know. Um, I thought we would do photos. You want to do your photos? You want to talk about that? So I'm going, yeah, 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 but they're not mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, show and tell time, kids. Everybody, come on. <laughs> All righty, here we go. We're going to bring this up. Here we go. So 
Um, I will let you basically just go in. I've got, you see, I've got control of this thing right here. So we're going to, that's me scrolling up and down. So this, of course, is a photo of your book up top, right? Cool. And then this is the photo beneath it that you were explaining that was skidding. Right. And um, yes. And in the, the, the narrow photo at the top, the real slim one, right. that shows the skid mark. And wow. that's the skid mark that was 4,400 feet in length. Right here. And then okay. in the close-up of the, the you, I'll call it UFO, you right. can see where the dirt is, or the soil has been pushed on the right-hand edge or the front edge. Yes. And uh, you can see the skid mark right behind it, too. That is crazy. I know. That's amazing that it, you How got such a good close-up. And yet, there it is. Wow. I imagine a lot of things, I mean, you know, like on any planet, especially one that's not as, let's say, occupied as planet Earth, I imagine a lot of things would hit, would hit the, you know, Mars as much as it does hit the moon and, you know, um, Earth. Unfortunately, here on Earth, there's so many of us, everything just disappears awful quick. Um, okay, so here we are again. These are interesting, so I will let you... Okay, the first, the first are two of those entrances. There's a total of 27 of them. And they are spread out in a line over 16 miles. They're all the same basic structure, but the detail around the each entrance is a little bit different. Um, I don't know how what I'm seeing is really small. I don't know if it's if what your viewers are seeing, um, but you can see the details will vary. But oh, yeah. to have to have 27 of these all in a line spread out over 16 miles is really something. And again, they range in width from a, a round figures 400 uh, feet to a thousand feet. Wow, very impressive. And the next one, again, two other ones. All right. Although these two are up on Mars. Okay. That's Mars. All right. Okay. And the next two are in Antarctica. Right. And the, the first two are two entrances into Mars. Uh, the one on the left seems to have almost like a metal dome awning over it. Wow. The larger of the two is on the right, and at the highest point is about 100 feet high and about 300 feet across. Um, that's the one where, as soon as I posted these two, um, that larger one was instantly blacked out so that you couldn't see it anymore. And uh, hmm. nice they look like vents. I was just can, is there any way of zooming it or making it larger? Uh, I have to open up a whole other. This one here. Oh, okay. Which one? Which one? Well, I'll open up another window. This one here is the one you want to see. Uh, any oh, of the, them. The other yeah. one is the one that uh, that seems to be the one they wanted to cover up. The other one. The, oh, the this entrances. one here. This one. Yeah. No, the other one. This one. Yes. I don't know if I can make it any bigger. Ooh, hold on. Look you can at me. change its whole whole shape, right? Yeah, I'm I'm just messing around up. Okay, it'll just take us in. Wow. Is that a little, okay, little that's bit better? so much better. Yeah. If you're watching at home on your smart TV, yeah, you've got it. I'm on a I'm on a computer, so it's a little bit smaller. Wow. Okay. okay. All right. Oh. And like so, I said, I backed the um, uh, Google Earth up so that I could see both entrances at the same time because they weren't right up next to each other. And right. that's where they were briefly named, uh, named 
uh, Hollow Earth Entrance 1 and Hollow Earth Entrance 2. That quickly disappeared. Eventually, this all became a sheet of ice. So it looked like, wow. nothing, like nothing ever was there. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. That's, that's great that you got. It's a great capture. So yeah. this next one then is... Ancient undersea airport runways found no, east no, of wait, go back up. The, the one I, beneath that entranceway is, uh, and again, I don't know how well people are seeing these. Uh, you can see the walled structure of an ancient city that is emerging from the melting ice in Antarctica. And it's the picture below that, what the one you're looking at. This one right here. Yeah. Okay, one second. Let me just see if I can make it a little bit bigger for people. One minute without compromising what you had here okay so first of all the detail in the book is very clear right right it's yeah it's <laughs> that's it it's interesting especially when you really start looking at you know there's something there you absolutely know that there's something there and um hmm. i mean it was a really it was a real kick for me when we realized that that planet has, or that continent's been covered with ice for 34 million years. Oh, this okay. is the oldest structure in the, in the, in the world. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so many things that I think are starting to surface now and people, that's the one thing about technology and people have access to it. You know, that's people are going to and by find the way, This is one of five that we found. Wow. Five. Really oh, interesting. Wow. Okay, ancient undersea airport runs found in East Baja Peninsula again. Okay, so this is in the it's, water. Again, it's real clear in the book. Right. Um, but yeah. beneath that, I have a picture of the, um, oh, which airport is it? Anyhow, I have a contemporary airport uh, right beneath it so that you can compare the two and see how okay, the line structure that. is very, very similar. Yeah, you can, oh yeah, you can see it right up in here as well. Huh. And again, I'm, I'm repeating myself since we talked about these without. That's the okay. That's before. okay. And again, the longest airport in the or runway in the world is just over 300 miles or not 300. Three miles. Three miles. Thank you yeah. very much. You're welcome. Uh, I'm great with decimal points. Um, <laughs> that ancient one that's at the bottom of the ocean in the Baja area, mm -hmm. uh, 89 miles in length which is just huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Did you, did you see what Tamara wrote? Yeah, yeah right, right you up, caught yeah. that. Yeah. She writes, if you look at the films of Admiral Byrd's film of Antarctica in approximately 1946 of the UFOs, you can see those same openings. Really? Oh, fantastic. Now we're all going to be Googling that. There we go, people. <laughs> go we're all going to be looking, now that we know what we're looking at. Thank you, Mary Joyce. Because now we know what we're looking at. Wow. All right, here we go. Right, that is one of those um, uh, UFOs uh, around the sun. Right. That, that, I can't remember which one that is because I'm seeing That's something. It's the Flying Phoenix Hotel, this one. Okay. And <laughs> it, just imagine the side of a cruise ship. You can see all the different. Yes. Um, apartments uh, in the in a cruise ship it's yeah. like you can imagine it here also right. uh, but it has this wing structure on side and here's the other one the that's the one that uh, extends out like a look at that it does look like a and that's only a portion of it and that's the one that is longer than the width of the or diameter of the sun which is just mind-boggling 
it really does look like a flute. It does. It, that's the closest analogy right I could come up with. I, I have to agree. And I played it for a few years. <laughs> to agree oh, from nice. a distance, I was like, wow, that there really does look like the, the side of the better? flute. Yep. All right. Okay. Yeah. Look at that. That's wild. And how large was that one? It's it's longer than the diameter of the sun. Wow. So and that I, don't could have, I don't have the exact figure, but the sun is like 860,000 miles across. Right. This so is right. like its own Go little figure. planet. Go yeah. figure. Yes. Huh. Wow. Interesting. Okay. That could be a whole race. All right. Let me just make this in that one. So people can get a better look at that. There. I have no explanation for this. This is one that was taken by uh, astronauts when they were in space. And uh, it looks like a, a an electrified donut. I, 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 I don't know what I'm seeing. Which is just floating in space. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, you're kidding. No. That's amazing. That, that's, that's a deep space photo that one of the astronauts took. And it's oh. not a black hole they could see through to the other side. No, it's no, it's it's more like a donut. Wow, that's so. That's that's wow. It goes to show Very pretty. you. Yeah, it goes it's to show you. Cool. We just do not know what is out there. We simply do not know. I'm going to try to see if I can just enlarge one of these a little bit while we're here. Hold on, and see if I can make it a little bit bigger for people to get a bit of a look at them this one should come down oh, maybe not it's not going to do that for me does it there it is okay good let me just get a look and i'll show them both do this kind of thing on a live show sorry it's hard to do this kind it of is <laughs> that's my fault but thank you <laughs> no, i'm looking okay. at a 13 inch laptop so yeah that's you know that's, they're very the edges are very crisp this wow. is what I find so fascinating. Yeah. You know, they're very, they're cut. They're, they're, it's very crisp. Now, you know, people think, you know, is this ancient? It is not ancient. I have found ancient things. Right. Uh, recently, I, in fact, it's on the homepage of the website, Skyships Over Caches, right now. Mm -hmm. um, there's a researcher in South Africa who looks for anomalies on Mars. And he, I went through his photo collection. And found a whole lot of what I call building blocks or construction blocks, and they all are like um, like Lego blocks. There's mm -hmm. a, a hole and a peg kind of thing where they would fit together, mm -hmm. and these are scattered over Mars. And um, anyhow, that, yeah, that, that was that's funny. evidence of an ancient structure. This right. is contemporary to me. That does look contemporary. Mm. I don't know. It, it just, it, it goes to show. I can imagine how many, um, you say you have all these photos out there. What do you find to be the most interesting out of everything you've put in your book? Out of all these photographs, all these locations, what's the one that, that grabbed you? Or should I maybe say, what's the one that made you feel that you wanted to just delve further? There's two questions in one. Uh, I, I really, they've each one as I've discovered them right. has given me a, a, a kick. I'm going, I cannot believe this. I mean, that, right. that really hit me hard every time. So if you have that kind of impact, when you discover an ancient city coming in out uh, in a, coming up in Antarctica, that's yeah. a kick. 
when you find a UFO parked on Mars, that's a kick. It when is. you find these humongous things around the sun, that's a kick. I mean, how do you how do you say it's like which child do you like best? I don't know. <laughs> oh, there there isn't a favorite there. They're all incredible. Yeah, they're each one is unique and yeah. uh, mm -hmm. Um, are you going to be writing a second book? Are you finding more? You have to know this about me. I have never set out to write a book. Right. So what we happens don't know. is my curiosity takes me down some rabbit holes. And after a while, I find so much stuff. I go, oh, and then it becomes a book. Right. So it's not, I've never set out to write a book. So let me rephrase it. Are you still searching and amassing uh, more locations? What I'm the most curious about right now, and I haven't decided exactly what to do with it, is there, there seem, and I haven't, I'll, I'll do an article maybe even next week. Um, there seem to be an increasing number of UFO fleets that are being caught by the uh, live feed camera on the International Space Station. And if that, I, if that is true, <clears throat> I'm still looking for confirmation, why are the number of fleets increasing? Another question, I did an article on um, a whole bunch of UFOs were flying toward Antarctica on Groundhog Day. Why were so many headed in that direction that day? Um, mm. But I, I, I haven't figured it out quite yet, but there's something going on. And if the fleets are increasing, what does that make us have to think about? Well... I mean, we've had people come on, you know, who do a lot of research. If you're into the exopolitics, I suppose, believe that, you know, we do have our own space fleet, you know, with the Solar Warden and, and such. Um, but, I mean, you may be talking, but not so much a fleet. So do you think the fleet that they're finding is from another place, or do you think there, there really is? When you see so many UFOs kind of going by in clusters, and there's so many you can't count them all, that doesn't mm -hmm. sound like humankind. It does not, no. Because it would cost an awful lot of money just for us to produce a few of those. But when, oh, you, yeah. can't count, when you can't count them, I don't think it's us. Right, right. Hmm. So what is your thought as to why we have so much? It's just hypothetical. It's just theory. Nobody will hold you to it, but it's a curiosity. Um, let me, all right. I have never much appreciated people who uh, quote the Bible much, right. not that I'm against the Bible, but people who use the Bible as their point maker all the time. I, I kind of turns me off. So right. that's where I, that's where I come from. But right. I'm going, there are things about end times in the Bible, about all the stuff that's going on and right. it matches what's going on right now. And I go, Okay, so I think UFOs have something to do with the next phase that we're going to be in. So I don't know. It's like, yes, no, yes, there might well, be a hint that UFOs. They did talk about it, you know, in the Old Testament. Oh, without a doubt. So it's that's it's there. The ancient technology. Um, yeah. So are we, yeah, I mean, are we getting there? I don't know. <laughs> I like Tamara. Tamara. I think the aliens are owning our one, government. One can only wish, Tamara. I don't have one conclusion about ETs. They're all different. Mm -hmm. 
we had the good, the bad, and ugly out there. Just like it's true, you're not wrong. Um, I think people are very foolish to go out there and just beckon in any old UFO they want to, um, because some of them are um, absolutely selfishly motivated, and some of them are uh, neutral. Mm. Some of them are benevolent, mm. and uh, you better pay attention to that gut feeling before you go doing your little come in here dance uh, to the sky. I, it's funny you say that because the whole CE5 movement is is huge right now. You know, we have we have guests that are coming on in the future that are going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And some people, like, they swear by it. They'll teach you how to do it. Dr. Stephen Greer, you know, he's got mm -hmm. this whole technique that he teaches people. People say, oh, my God, it's been like phenomenal experiences. But you're right. What do you do? Because <laughs> you don't know what's coming. And we, Stephen, we are, Hawking, we are very foolish because we don't. It's like we have turned off our instincts. We've turned off our telepathy, right. uh, things that the animals have. Right. We, we should have in greater the fight or flight. The fight or flight. Uh, well, I'm thinking sense. more of uh, telepathy and gut feelings, okay. and, and yeah. we need to, to pay more attention to that. Right. And, and you don't just go out and glibly say, "All right, come in, UFOs. You know, I want to see right. you." Right. You better pay attention to your gut feeling. Do you really have a subtle feeling about doing this? Well, a lot of it is pretty much telepathic. When they go up there, they meditate, they, they, they call to them. But you know, Stephen Hawking used to say, um, you know, don't do it. Don't do it because, um, you know, it often makes comparisons to when the Spanish invaded, you know, South America. Right. And he goes, it's like, don't do it because you don't know. We're very primitive. We don't like compared to beings that are coming from the stars. If they can get here, they are far more advanced right. than we are. Right. Um, you know, so there's there is a lot to factor in there. And I never really thought about it until you said it, you know, just sitting there thinking about it. OK, going out there and you're in the middle of a desert by yourself because they're teaching people how you could do this by yourself. And next thing you know. You're, you're gone or you're in trouble, I never would have considered that um, a more malevolent. But I think both of you ha are very intuitive, I'm guessing. And, yes. and, and as long as you pay attention to that gut feeling that you both get, you'll be okay. But if you ignore that and just decide you're going to go do this, mm. you could get in trouble. Mm. I don't, do I don't look for interaction <laughs> with them. Yeah, Amelia won't do Not it. Not at all. Yeah, no. I try. Really... I try to avoid it at all costs. You know, yeah, there's so times funny. where I'll yeah, I'll even suppress my my abilities sure, because I'm yeah. not comfortable. No, mm. that's true. She's just like, yeah. and yet we know that there's been contact, but she's just. I'm not talking about it. Like, no, because we're just you know in a really <laughs> active area. I mean, you know, we used to we used to our my my old house used to have all kinds of activity near it. Like you'd see it. You just all you had to do is just go out and look over the river, and there it goes right out of the water. I didn't know if we were talking spirits and ghosts or UFOs. Oh, that too. Yeah, the house yes, of, both the of them. That at all? Oh, yeah. Well, no, but UFO activity. It's, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of it where Michelle grew up, but I oh, grew up in the city of even, Toronto. I didn't see anything. Here, like, like wait, wait, we both talking at the same time. Where did you grow up, Michelle? Oh no, I grew up up north. Lots okay. of activity, but. Down in southern Ontario in Canada, out near Niagara Falls area. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with the falls itself. 
you know, just the, the power that it generates, all the power plants around there, it seems to be a lot of researchers will say no. You know, they do like they will be spotted around power plants. They will be spotted around large bodies of water. Niagara Falls, yes. And Niagara Falls, let's face it, I mean, it's just a roaring, you know, a roaring amount of energy that comes from there. They're often spotted. MUFON is forever getting, you know, calls around there. It's not uncommon to just sit there and, and you know, on on a nice clear night and just watch something go across. You know, it's not a satellite and just goes gone. It's like, wow, that was, <laughs> you know, so, um, but. And know, we've had a lot of stories about UFOs coming in and out of the lakes. Yes, yes, so. yes. That, that's what Tamara's saying right here. Yeah. yeah, welcome to the Great Lakes. Very busy As activity, well. definitely. Yeah, yeah. And then she's... Um, oh, she okay. said earlier, is every person nice? No, mm -hmm. so aliens wouldn't be nice either. Well, they're their own race. We and, all and have it. In some. I mean, you look at uh, our uh, retired defense minister, Paul Hillier, who came forward and said that there were so many different races of extraterrestrials uh, that we would be surprised if we knew how many were actually already here and interacting with people on a day-to-day -day basis. He's since passed away. You know, it would have been nice to, to interview him, but just so much, um, you know, so much information. He was pretty bold to come forward and, and uh, say what he did. He, he was. Yeah, yeah he, he, he really was. And in he the was. end, he spoke out even more, like, you know, so a lot of information. It was Sorry. groundbreaking, but it was after being retired mm. for so many years. I mean, he was up there when he did it because I believe he probably had so many security, you know, security mm. clearances he couldn't. Who mm. knows what else? Well, I think, uh, like here in this country, Jimmy Carter, um, he yes. saw a UFO uh, with a group of people. Yes. And he intended to... Um, I don't know, break the news a little bit about UFOs and find out about them. And then he just shut up. And mm -hmm. I don't think he would personally be intimidated to shut up. No. But you just start threatening somebody's family and people will shut up. Uh, absolutely. And in anything, right? You, mm. you did mob stories. You understand that. And it's almost like that at a higher level. And um, Reagan, I believe, was the same. There was quite a few presidents that right. had. Mm -hmm. They probably, I believe, and I want to believe that they probably had a lot more communication with them and meetings with them that we didn't know about. That's very possible. Well, look at yeah. um, Nixon, for example. You know, was really good friends with Jackie Gleason. Took him down into one of the bases and showed him what allegedly was an ET, a gray. Um, Jackie Gleason spoke about it very briefly after Nixon, um, you know, after Nixon and he had been together and he cried. He was crying and he just said, people have no idea what's being kept from them. Well, and, yeah, it was very, very I profound. I didn't know he cried. I, that I, did I found an article. Yeah, we, we, did, uh, we did a show on it, um, on one of the other shows that I do. And um, he was, and he did. Like, he's he just, he's just, yeah, people have no idea. It's all out there. It can definitely be found. Uh, on the other show, we purposely take internet stories, and I try cross-reference with them with other stories. Just Make so sure people, they're real. Well, yes, and it's also something that it's, we do it that way because people can go in. Like, we started on the height of 
the pandemic. Something for people to be able to do is very visual and we put the links up and people could go and, and look it all up themselves. If there was a topic or a story that really interested them, then they could, it gave them something to do, to go and research it further right. for themselves, you know? Um, so that, that part really touched me because I was just like, wow. Like mm -hmm. just because people don't realize, you know, because like he never had any idea, but he was made privy to it because he happened to be friends with Nixon. Yeah. And it was just like, people just, human humanity has no idea. I mean, you think about it back then too, that that would have been even, it's not like today where it was like, yeah, you know, disclosure back then. Like it was uh, really, yeah. Really. Yeah. There was a lot of fear based. Yeah. On that. I think so. There was a lot of fear. I think so. Uh, do you want to do, do a station sponsor? Yes, that's what I was playing around. Sorry about my email. I don't know how to turn that. I had a new update on my computer, and oh. I don't know how to turn that damn bell off. <laughs> it's like beep, beep, and then the dog's underneath me. I'm like, this is crazy. But anyways, okay, guys, it's that time you all know, um, the Folgers moment, Folgers spotlight. You are listening to The Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano coming to you live from the gorgeous city of New Orleans on 105.3 and 107.7 FM. And we are now on Roku. Tonight, our special guest, and oh my gosh, if you just came in now, don't worry, you can get it on archive. Start it from the beginning. You don't want to miss anything. We have Mary Joyce with us tonight, and we hope that she comes back because there's a few more things that I think we can talk about with her. Tonight, we're talking Spy in the Sky, which I'm not going to lie, I ordered. While we were <laughs> I'm not That's what you were doing down there with your face. Yes, I was buying I, I, I am, I'm not, motiv I am I not motivated by money on this. In fact, I lose money on this project. But I know all, most I, authors do. It's really yes. sad. You well, know, it's expensive um, to print a full color book. It mm -hmm. is very it's expensive. expensive. But very I expensive. wanted. I felt so. I felt this was so important that. I just am doing it. And I, it, I think it's so important that I bought it. <laughs> That's why I bought it. I'm very picky with my books because I do have an overflow of books in my home, but um, I, I thought that it it's very important and you should have it. I just bought it on Amazon in the US. That's why I was a little bit fidgety and I shouldn't have, I should have waited, but I couldn't. If you're tuning in and you You've missed an episode, so you stream or listen to our archives on the platform you normally use. We want to give a big shout out and a huge thank you to the incredible people at Folgers Coffee for sponsoring us from day one and continuing to sponsor us. We love you so much and we thank you for your support. I also, want to jump in. I want to jump in on that. Yep. I drink Folgers every morning. Yes. We want to do a commercial and yes. we put you on our show periodically in front of millions of people every week. Drinking coffee. I don't. I don't have a Folgers cup, but I do drink. Oh, yeah. Oh, we've had people just sit there with a, the with a, a cup, yeah. a jar, anything. It's great, great advertising. You know, the the archive never goes away. <laughs> <laughs> Let me thank our last one, and then you can talk about the commercial even further. <laughs> we want to say a huge thank you for our intro and outro to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, Justin Snicker, award-winning composer and musician. You can find his music on Amazon in Bandcamp. 
And you can also find him on Instagram and Facebook. And you know where that brings us at this point of the show. If you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook live right now, please give us a like. Please follow us and subscribe and share. It helps. Every bit helps. (laughs) And share. Yes. There we go. Um, Tamara has something really interesting, and I will add to it. Amelia, if you want to put that out. Sure. Um, Tamara says, Mark Twain was friends with Nikola Tesla and was introduced to aliens communicating and talked about it after. No kidding. I didn't know that. Nikola Tesla designed a a device which was known to, went on to be the same ideas that people caught the telephone to the dead because in modern times, somebody replicated it. But back then, he designed it and he communicated, he believed, with extraterrestrial beings from outer space. Also, if you go into the FBI vault, there's a story of Nikola Tesla, um, government story official, where he was brought to Earth uh, from, with, from, with Venusians. It was believed he was from Venus. And Venusian people were said to be highly intelligent with technology. So that's in the FBI vault. You can go on that website. You can look it up. And you got a lot of those blacked out stuff, but you do mm-hmm. all of that stuff is there. Now, in modern times, um, a man named Frank Sumption improved on that design. Everybody thought, oh, it was just to communicate with ghosts. I knew Frank. I was getting to know Frank fairly well before he passed. And he goes, it was to communicate with extraterrestrials, mm-hmm. not the dead. Mm. Even though it may, the technology he says may work for both, but it was my intention was to communicate with extraterrestrials. Wow. So there are ways, you know, going back all the way to Nikola Tesla, um, you know, to do this. And of course, Edison came up with his own version. There was so, a lot of competition for the for that at that point. Oh, absolutely. You know, so but you know, Nikola Tesla was a sad story any way you look at it. But um, I don't know. I believe, I, I definitely believe that there's something more than what we're being told. And I'm wondering now with disclosure, um, if people will use this technique of going to Google Earth and if they'll actually start finding more. Because if governments around the world are saying, okay, we're, we're, we're disclosing, we're open about it. I don't know. I've always thought disclosure will always be from the bottom up, never from the top down. And when the people at the top get pushed hard enough, then they let a little bit of information out. I mean, they made a big deal out of these little TikTok images or TikTok images, (laughs) you know, in the radar scope. A big deal. (laughs) Thank you. Big deal. There's a ton of stuff way beyond that. Right. So I I, <laughs> I agree with you. Do it with your show. I try to do it with my website. Yes. We try to push the information out there for people to expand their their view of things. Right. Right. I agree with you on that. Absolutely. People are getting excited over this, and you have this device, and you have people out there getting amazing stuff, and you know, and they're trying to tell us this TikTok thing. Do you think? And again only your perspective on it. Um, Do you think that the governments or military, because I'm going with U.S. more than anything, because 
there are other governments in the world who are quite open about their disclosure and some of the research on extraterrestrials and crafts and things like that. I mean, Russians were doing CE5 back in the 80s. They said they never had to go looking for extraterrestrials. Their scientists would sit there and had a location that they would just bring them to them. Mm -hmm. This is back in like 1987 or something like that. So mm -hmm. the U.S. was one of the last to disclose. Do you think that, you know, especially like, oh, we're being swarmed. These Tic Tacs are just diving at the, you know, at the ships or at our pilots. False flag. Do you think they're just trying I, to amp us up? They're just eking out a little bit of information. Only right. as much as they have to. Those Tic Tac images are not a big deal. Not at all, but they're making them look like it's like it's pretty aggressive behavior. Oh, you mean trying to put it as something yeah. bad? Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Because, again, there's just so many other countries. France, you know, has been pretty open about it. Russia disclosed before anybody in the West did, of all places. I was. Oh, like, they want to be there first and know everything first. Oh. It's a whole other reason. Yeah. yeah sa same with Brazil. You know, same with Japan. It's just, it's, it's kind of interesting now to see uh, everything starting to come to light. But it's like, we're, you know, we're looking at one of the most advanced countries in the world. <laughs> we're the last ones to go, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I think we have to let go of the idea that uh, we're one of the most advanced countries if you're talking about the US. <laughs> yeah. uh, we seem to be slipping in a whole lot of categories. So I, right. I, I, right. I think we're, we, we've lost our bragging rights. Right. Oh, this entire continent has lost its bragging rights right now. Right. Yeah. Oh. It's just true. It's true. I think, you know, we've done shows, uh, Joe and I, on ancient civilizations where there's there's photos out there of mines and um, out-of-place artifacts that go back two to 350 million mm -hmm. years ago. Right. And when you're looking at, one was a uranium mine, and you're looking at this thing, and you're seeing the whole complex, you know, that they have these tunnel-like, you know, things going through, almost like big tubes. And you're thinking, what, what, what is this? This is going back 250 million years ago. And in another area of this mine, you look up, and it's a big round wheel that's embedded, it's almost been like turned to stone almost because it was just been there for so long. We're most certainly not the first kick at the can on this planet. Oh no, no, no. You know, but it's fascinating that now with technology that we are all getting a glimpse of what is out there. And I think that you, the fact that you could find five cities, ancient cities, just by going to Google Earth, Tiny right. is fascinating to say the least. And if anybody discovers some great things using Google Earth, they should contact you guys and contact me and <laughs> yes. put it out there and share it with more people. There you go. Mary's looking for stories, people. Send her some coordinates. <laughs> I know. Sorry, Mary. <laughs> Did I say that out loud to millions of no, people? No, that's fine. The, the website skyshipsovercashers.com, and cashers is spelled like a cashier at the grocery store. Okay. And it's actually a mountaintop town here in the mountains. Okay. Uh, why it has its name, I've never gotten a good answer. But uh, right. the right. reason the website got its name is because that's where we began to see so many UFOs. Wow. And so that's what started the website. It's now branched off into all sorts of things because we have the underground bases and the Bigfoot and the little people and lots of stuff. 
See, the underground bees is really, really intrigues me. <laughs> well, I yeah, I, I yeah. mean, definitely worth another appearance if you're willing. We can do underground bases, and we can do another one on Bigfoot and or Bigfoot and Little People. It's interesting that you talk about the Little People, because one thing I've, you know, in my research that I found, and I think Heather talked a little bit about this also, if Amelia's memory serves me right, but with giants sometimes they were buried and little people were buried with them. And many times it were, again, on indigenous lands and mounds. And little people were found and really revered. Like they really got the royal treatment, funerarily speaking, mm -hmm. uh, and found with giants. Yeah, Heather Arnold talked about that. According to uh, two different anthropology students at Western Carolina University that I talked with, uh, they had two giant skeletons along with the little people skeletons oh. in their forensic labs here at the local university. And um, then I sadly learned that um, a few years ago, apparently all of that was shipped off to the Smithsonian, which oh. I find incredible because so oh. many things have disappeared forever at the Smithsonian. It's gone once it gets there, isn't it? One of our guests said that they, they yeah. dumped them in the ocean. A lot That's of bombs were dumped. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, so, no. they weren't always. Apparently, um, they were pretty open about talking about it somewhere up and into the twenties, mm. and then all of a sudden, it, you know, they must have been silenced in one form or another, maybe threatened with funding or something. All of a sudden, everything went quiet with them, right? And everything started getting hidden. I always say you want to see what's in a museum, the best of the best of what's in a museum, you pretty much have to go down into the files and into their storage rooms. You're not going to see it over. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> no, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, so. right. Um, that, well, this is a part of the show where you get to promote yourself, what you have coming up, um, what's, what's next for Mary Joyce. Um, I, I think we pretty well covered me the whole show, so I'll be real uh, real brief. Um, Skyships Over Cashers is the website that I edit and do the research for. Most of the things that end up in books, some of the initial research appears right. on the website first. Right. And uh, it, it goes anywhere that um, curiosity takes us. Right. And, uh, I like that. And all like of the books list if you go to the homepage on at skyshipsovercashers.com uh, go to editor's corner and there's a brief summary or description of each of the books all of the books are available through amazon and uh, everything that i do either in the books or on the website there's always lots of photos we live in a very fast-paced world people get bored easily if you don't have the visuals i think you lose uh, an audience and so i always photos and things to go with the stories. I agree. I agree with you. I think, I, I know with our listeners, they enjoy seeing the visuals, like even the photographs, because to, to just put it out there um, and say, well, here's, you can go out on Google Earth and find things. They still, to see an example of what it is you're finding 
it just gives them an idea like, oh, so this is the type of stuff I should be looking for, something. And that it's, you don't instantly find these things. I mean, we're talking oh. for years that I've found some of these things. So right. if you're impatient, which I tend to be, but <laughs> if you're impatient, it's sometimes hard to stick with it long enough to really find something because you really have to get in there and, and do searching. Right. I'm so glad you did. I can't wait to receive my book. I'm so looking forward to it. Thank you. I appreciate so, it. Oh, my God. No, thank you. It was, it was a pleasure actually, talking with you gals. Oh, thank you. you it was well. a pleasure having you join us. And I hope you'll do it again. I will I will be in communication with you. And we can you know, think about maybe what you would like to talk about next. And I will go over some dates with you. Okay. And we can we can have you return. Thank you very much. Again, oh. it was a joy talking with both of you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. It was such an honor. Absolutely. Take care. Thanks. You too. You. Good Bye. night. Bye. Good night. Well, that was really fascinating. Who knew you could find mm -hmm. all this amazing stuff? But I use Google Earth, and I don't think I've ever thought about using it for something like that. But no, I told you I was just impressed that I could find that village. So it's just like, and I had been there, so I was excited, you know, to share it with my daughter. But yes, um, I didn't know you could go that extreme. That's pretty impressive. Yes, that dedication. And yes, I'm so guilty of buying the book during the show. I am. I'm so sorry. I know. So I'm like, sorry. oh, I don't want to forget. I don't want to forget. And I was listening and watching. I'm trying to enter the information. Oh, it was crazy. But um, for sorry, Canada, almost. you do have to go to the American Amazon site. You can't yes. get it in Canada. Yes. But, um, oh, Anthony says, Hi, Anthony. Anthony Almonte. Hello. Um, says a whole planet worth to explore. The majority of humans forget or don't realize how immense the planet is and how much it and everything on it or in it has changed. I agree. Has changed that. or even stayed the same because we're just unaware. So we don't really know. Um, oh, that's a great point. Exactly. So says, I would love to be able to use a satellite with LIDAR. Oh, <laughs> with LIDAR, yeah. LIDAR, sorry. Yeah, I, nice I don't even know what it is. Yeah, we're not made yeah. privy to stuff like that, you know, but they have found ancient cities in the Amazon um using lidar which is pretty amazing it's just it's just one of those pieces of technology that are you know opening up a whole other world for us and also satellites there's an archaeologist in Egypt who has used satellite imaging to find ancient cities in the desert it, she said it's taken archaeology to a whole other level. And, and she's found more pyramids, ancient cities, structures. It's like, come on. Like, sky is the limit for real. Ah, thanks, Christopher. Oh, thank you for joining us, Christopher. Christopher says, thank you for providing an interesting evening for us. We couldn't do it without you. It's so thank you. We thank you for joining you us. Yes, you guys. <laughs> so... so um, you know, like I say, guys, you do, you enjoy it, please, right here, wherever platform you are on, like, follow, subscribe, you know, you don't have to put the little notification bell if you don't want to, so it's a bonus, but, you know, like it up and enjoy, and if you want to contact us, bam, contact for the show is The Outer Realm, and I'm going to show this guy again, one second, let me go in, and because 
people are have been asking about Roku. They want to know how do we get to Roku for the network. So I'm going to mm -hmm. share it up, guys. Hold on, hold on. Where Children are we going? Make it complicated ah, at all. Damn, there it is. <laughs> okay. So this is what you're looking for. And I think I think people are getting confused as well because they're they're used to seeing our typical greenish sort of logo. Um, so this is actually the one that's up there right now. And we are brand new. We haven't been around very long. So we're, we're getting those ratings up and uh, working hard at it. But apparently now um, there's a lot of people who have found us. And Roku uh, has been reporting really good um, really good numbers for us. So That's that sad. tells me that people on Roku have found us and they are enjoying what the network has hey, to offer. Hey, everybody at Roku. Yeah, yeah, Roku <laughs> Thank land. you for joining. This is awesome, I yes. know. So, Please share us with your friends. There we go. <laughs> but guys, this, this is, you know, this is the end of the show. I know, I know, I know. And we're really appreciative to everyone who tuned in. Really big thank you to Mary Joyce. She was just really delightful. And she's got really like interesting information, you know, that like other books as well. Um, she's written books. Let me see if I can bring this up just to let you know. There's quite she's a few She's got them. books here. Hold on. She's got Spy in the Sky, which is Secrets and Cover-Ups on Earth and Beyond, Bigfoot, Beyond the Footprints, Underground Military Bases Hidden in the North Carolina Mountains. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Cherokee Little People Were Real. And last but not least, tangible evidence of Jesus left behind for us to find. That sounds also really fascinating, you know, for, for people of faith. Um, oh, he so, was a historical figure, regardless of how you view him, right? Absolutely. He was I, real. Yeah, absolutely. So to me, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, you know, we can ha definitely get some more shows out of her. She's just wonderful. So big thank you to her. Big thank you to Folgers Coffee for sponsoring tonight's show. Big thank you to Justin Snicker, uh, a.k.a. Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, uh, for providing us with his time, his music, his voice, for our intro and our outro, uh, which we don't always play. YouTube just like, just like stick a test when we do certain things. So it's like, okay, we're just going to leave that alone. Um, but again, you know, we, we appreciate you all. Folgers commercials. I haven't really harped about this, but we always encourage our listeners and our guests to give us like a 30 to 40 second Folgers commercial. All you need to do, if you want to promote yourself, you know, if you have a paranormal group or you're a researcher and something, just give us a little blurb about what you do, who you are, but you just have to be doing it with Folgers one way or another. And it's got to be an MP4. We need to see it on video so we can show it during the show. Mm -hmm. Now you have millions of people who listen every night and it goes into archives that go into hundreds of thousands. And some of ours have even gone over the million mark. So this is something that doesn't go away. So if you want to promote yourself and you want to do it on a larger scale and it doesn't cost you anything, I highly recommend it. And Folgers loves it. They actually watch our show. Okay? Because they love us. Just saying. So, <laughs> they love us, they'll love you. No, I, I highly recommend it. So, I'll be a little bit of a harpy with that. Now, Wednesday night. As uh, long as you're not selling coffee. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday night uh, brings the return, of course, of Michael Carter. We all know and love him. We've seen him on Ancient Aliens. We've seen him on The Unexplained with William Shatner. He's wonderful. He is just a lot of fun. Wealth of information, lots of stories. He's got so much stuff to talk about. Um, so tune in. And he loves a chat room. He just gets right into it. Mm -hmm. Now, Thursday night, that ah, one's a little bit up in the air because yours truly here has been under the weather for like three weeks. Uh, and I've just had to get back to a lot of people. But apparently I'm not the only one under the weather because we've had to reschedule people. So yeah. I've got a lot of, um, you know, people messaging in now. Uh, we're filling up more dates. So that one's up in the air for now. And we will post it as soon as it becomes available. I'm getting there tomorrow. Yeah, I just have a bit of a dry cough, but I mean, wasn't hacking my face off tonight, so that's good news. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the new virus that's going around, and a nurse said that um, on social media that it's it just lingers forever. She said that's what's in the hospitals right now. Oh yeah, Is yeah. This, I have a sister's hat for like eight weeks. The name of it. Yes, it's very common. And yeah. she's, she said the name of it, but I don't know. But it is it is yeah. respiratory. It's the last one, she said, I promise. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, <laughs> I am just like so freaking over this stuff. But anyway, I'm back on track. And people are booking. And we've got an amazing lineup coming up. We're booking spots that, you know, we've had to deal with with sick people and all. And we're still forging ahead into April, May with some really amazing guests with amazing content. So you know, some familiar faces and a lot of new faces. So everyone have a fantastic weekend. Those in Southern Ontario, snow tomorrow. Careful if you're going into work. I feel like I'm doing a weather broadcast. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> be careful on the roads tomorrow, people. We wanna see you back here next week. So we love you, we appreciate you. Have a great weekend and we'll see you on Wednesday. Good night, everyone.